0: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: If you could learn more about spirituality and how it can work in your favor, Would you be intrigued? Of course you would. It's time to get real. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. In our show, we'll interview fascinating guests with the intent of bringing you closer to who you really want to be. Get ready for some of the most profound radio on any airwaves today. Now, here is James Robinson.
2: Welcome, everyone, to Get Real Radio. And I'm your host, James Robinson. And today we're going to continue with our series on mastering our emotions. And one of the things that I found out on the spiritual path is that we don't get a lot of training when we're young about how to deal with these emotions that were included in our package when we came struggling and screaming out of our mothers. And so, a lot of this stuff is pretty much common sense, but some of it is stuff if we had learned from the beginning, our lives would have been much easier. So what I'm hoping to do is, in looking at each one of these emotions as we go through, to help empower your, you and everyone to transcend these emotions, To bring yourself back to a place of neutrality and peace, so you can enjoy your life. Uh, There's no anxiety, there's no stress, and you can uh, rock and roll with the best of them. So we're going through these emotions from the bottom of the top, but and by that I mean from the negative emotions that are the most unhealthy to the one to the emotions that are the most uh, healthy. Uh, There is a spectrum of emotions that goes from very good for us to very bad for us. And and so it's like we started a few weeks ago with shame and we're going to go all the way up to enlightenment. Today we're going to be talking about what everybody calls the green-eyed monster and that's the uh, concept and the emotion of envy and jealousy. Um we'll be talking about where these emotions come from we'll be talking about how they affect us and we'll be talking about what we can do when we experience them so we can let them go and we can enjoy life now the terms envy and jealousy are have been pretty much uh, interchangeably used in Uh, our society, but the fact of the matter is that they are different things, and they are related, and many people get them mixed up, and the differences between the two aren't all that um, important because they are so similar, but one of the things I was thinking about uh, before the show was, where in the world does the term green-eyed monster come from, And with a little meditation and a little contemplation and a little googling, I found out that it's actually a term that was first used by William Shakespeare in his play, Orthello, which is a tragedy. And the line is, Oh, beware, my lord, of jealousy. It is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat that it feeds on. And by that, Shakespeare meant that it's like a cat playing with a mouse. And jealousy plays with us, just like a a predator does its prey. And so it can be very, very stressful. It can be very, very intense. And the problem is, is that a lot of times, if we don't have a handle on what's happening to us, if we don't understand that we're just feeling an emotion, many people act out on envy and jealousy and they commit crimes of passion. You've heard of those. Uh, if you find somebody in bed with somebody that's your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend, you know people turn to violence when they're experiencing these emotions. So it's really, really critical that you handle this emotion in a healthy way. Envy and jealousy uh, are based on something that doesn't come to mind immediately. And that is, they're based on what I call a limiting belief. And a limiting belief is a belief that we feel like we've, you know, we've learned at an early age, and we think that's the way the world is. But in fact, it's a belief that limits our consciousness. It's a, it's a belief that makes us suffer. And the belief I'm talking about is the belief of the concept of ownership, now, if you look at any of the literature and if you look at any of the um, psych- psychological, uh, clinical data, we learn at a very, very early age that of the concept that this is mine and this is not mine. And that if it's not mine, then it belongs to somebody else. And we go through this process as, as we're growing up, especially if we have siblings, if we have brothers and sisters, there's always tugs of war over who owns what and who, what belongs to who and whether somebody can use it or not. You know, I had a younger brother that uh, on, on Christmas time would open everybody's presents and then claim they were his because he opened the present. And of course, that was <laughs> that often uh, raised some debate. But then he would follow up by putting his name on everybody's toy, whether it was his toy or not. He just felt like if he put his name on it, then it would be his. And so we learn at a very early age of this concept of possession and ownership. And what happens is, as we get older and we get into the world and we start having relationships with people, we are trained to believe that there's somebody out there that is our, quote, soulmate. And a lot of times... What that really means is people believe that that person belongs to them, that they have a possessory right in that person. A lot of the laws around marriage and divorce have everything to do with this concept because when people get divorced, the laws are based on the fact that there's some property and you deserve to be compensated for, it. especially if you're involved in uh, a some sort of conflict regarding a third person where uh, one of the persons to a relationship leaves that relationship to go be with a third person and the person that's left behind feels like they've lost something and they want to be compensated for that. So there's litigation about that. Um, All of this gets terribly confusing but the thing to understand at the very core of our belief system is that we don't own anything. In fact, we don't um, have a right to own anything if you don't believe that, try to hold on something very very tightly and see what happens uh, you know you it's difficult even to learn to share our things because everybody has this belief system that that belongs to me and I can have it and nobody else can use it and look at what this whole thing has done to our world because There are people that are starving because we haven't learned how to share properly. Look at the whole concept of estate planning and possessions. When you die, you're not taking that stuff with you. But the heirs fight over what, who gets what. So this whole thing about ownership and possessory rights, especially in relationships, can get pretty dicey. We're only custodians. You know, God or the divine or universe or if you, uh, chance or luck puts things into our care, uh, for a short while and it's our duty to take care of it. We're not supposed to deny it for people who are more needy of us than us. We're not supposed to say that's mine. You can't use it. You know, I, I, I don't know if anybody's aware of this statistic, but in a lot of states, there are more empty houses than there are homeless people. And yet, the banks own these houses because they've been foreclosed, or people own these houses, and it's a second or third or fourth home, and people are out there um, trying to live and survive in the elements and would could really use having a place, a shelter, a roof, somewhere warm to live. And so this is you know this affects much more than just the emotion of envy and jealousy but the truth of the matter is is that if you take out this component of ownership if you come if you take out this concept that that person belongs to me and you can't have her or him then there's no need for envy there's no need for jealousy and so it depends on which side of this animal you want to start working on. Do you want to start working on the end result which is the emotion or do you want to start on the at the beginning where we have all of these illusions about whether or not somebody belongs to us or a object belongs to us or a child belongs to us. You know, it's it's something that permeates through our entire society. Buddha said one time that we are not our children's parents and we are not our parents' children. And that goes to the heart of this ownership thing in that we only, if we are a parent, we are basically a custodian of that little person and to try to raise it in as uh, enlightened way as we can. And so they won't suffer. They won't um, suffer these negative emotions. But what we're doing is we're training these people to believe that. You are my child, and you're going to do this, 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 and this. Or you are my parent, and you have an obligation to me to do. You brought me in this world, and I know I'm 45 years old, but I still get my allowance. And so this ownership thing affects families. It affects relationships. It affects uh, the distribution of assets all over the world. So if we could focus on that, you know, the envy and jealousy part will go away all by itself. Envy and jealousy are related because they are based on the interrelationship between fear and desire. Envy is the feeling in our mind that when we see something somebody else with something that we want, that's what arises. If we see something somebody that has a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a wife, a husband, a child, a car, a job, a bank account, a house, uh, a face, a body that we think is better than ours, then if we're not healthy emotionally, envy is the emotion that comes up. And there's a reason for that, and I'll get to that later. But you have to understand is envy is the desire for, some, for something that somebody else has. Jealousy, on the other hand, arises when we have something that we perceive may be lost. In other words, many people associate jealousy with people, a person we desire or want to possess, and are afraid that we're going to lose. We get a little bit confused because people use this envy-jealousy terms interchangeably, but it's important to know the difference because most of the time, it's the f- envy is the fear that we're not going to get what we want, and jealousy is the fear that we're going to lose what we have. And those are the basic causes of suffering. Desires for something that somebody else has or the desire for something we have and we want to keep it in our possession creates suffering. And the more you buy into this idea that we have to have things or people, we have to have that perfect relationship. We have to have that perfect job. We have to have the perfect body. We have to have the perfect children. We have to have the perfect house. All of these things we have to have in order to be happy. And of course, Our society, to be truthful about it, runs on envy. Madison Avenue made fortunes by capitalizing on the emotion of envy. The message is, you will not be happy until you have this. And that's what advertising is based on. Advertising is based on the fact that they're trying to pitch something that makes you want it. And therefore, it tings, it it triggers that envy reflex, And if we can afford it, we're going to go get it because we think that's going to make our life easier. We're going to think that we're going to be happier. And what happens is is that envy muscle gets exercised over and over and over again. eBay is making millions of dollars for people who are exercising their envy muscle. Envy arises early on because cool kids have cool stuff. So in order to be cool, we buy into that lie that we need cool stuff so we can be perceived as being a cool guy or cool girl. Stuff can be clothes, people, toys, technology, even plastic surgery. In Brazil, teenagers get plastic surgery in high school so they can look like their friends who have had plastic surgery. Crazy, isn't it? Now, both of these emotions are classified as negative emotions because they tend to cause suffering. If you've ever been envious or if you've ever been jealous, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've ever been divorced, I can promise you, you know what I'm talking about. At the worst and most destructive, these emotions can lead to violence, murder, uh, jail, irrationality, insanity, rage, We can experience high levels of stress and anxiety when experiencing these emotions, and it certainly can cause strife and disharmony in our relationships. These are probably the reason that these emotions are referred to as the green-eyed monsters, because they wreak havoc when we least expect it. Another cause of these emotions is the belief that we are inadequate, and we need something outside of ourselves for happiness or to feel safe. They're both based on the unhealthy belief that if we possess something, we'll be happy. We focus on what we don't have, which is envy, because we wonder why somebody else has something we ascribe value to, and we don't feel we deserve it. With jealousy, we focus on losing something to somebody else because we want to keep it and feel for some reason we are not worthy or good enough to keep it. Both emotions are symptoms of a deeper issue, which I've said earlier comes from our childhood when we first experienced unresolved sadness, fear, and anger associated with the jealousy. Our brother may have been given a gift that we wanted, or we may have had a gift that our brother borrowed and lost or broke. These are emotions that we're born with. But the problem is is that we are not trained to deal with them. We don't know what to do with them when they come up. There are two kinds of jealousy and envy. One is called a valid emotion, which means that you're yes, you are going to lose something. Especially with jealousy, if your spouse comes in and said I'm leaving you for another person, It's valid for you to be jealous because, yes, you are going to lose something. On the other hand, there's what we call delusional jealousy, where we just simply suspect the other person is doing something wrong, or we suspect that we're going to lose something. We fantasize about the fact that we're going to lose that person, thing, house, car, and it makes us feel jealous, but it's not real. So you have to, so all of these uh, bases or causes of the emotions can be real or can be an illusion. Most people experience symptoms uh, involving fear of loss, suspicion or anger about a portrayed betrayal, low self-esteem and sadness over perceived loss, uncertainty and loneliness, fear of losing an important person to someone else, distrust, and on and on. And jealousy is easily identified if you experience any of these symptoms. Now, just because we're paranoid doesn't mean that they're out to get us. But... Even if you feel like you're about to lose something, that can be just as excruciatingly painful as knowing that you're going to lose something. Both circumstances produce the same response in our mind and in our emotional bodies. The best way to deal with this is to discover what the feeling is trying to tell you. All emotions have a message, especially jealousy. And oftentimes, it isn't what we would normally guess. So you have to look at yourself and ask, what is this feeling trying to tell me about myself? The next time you experience it, sit with a notebook and figure out what it's trying to tell you. It will be a worthwhile journey of self-discovery and healing. You have to remember, jealousy is always about the person that's experiencing it not the person you're jealous of or not the object of your jealousy. Most of us have some unresolved conflicts we carry from our childhood. We experience these ch- conflicts as vulnerabilities, insecurities, or fears. When we fall in love and our love is reciprocated, these vulnerabilities, fears, and insecurities seem to vanish. We feel love despite our imperfections. We feel whole and we feel safe. But if this love is threatened, or if we're afraid that that's going to be lost, the fears and insecurities that we thought had gone forever come back in full force. If this person whom we love and adore, the person we thought loved us despite our flaws, is going to leave us for another, then we are hopeless. There is no hope for us, Ever. It scars us emotionally, and many times we go into sheer panic. We no longer feel secure even in those things we previously loved in ourselves. And as glowing as good feelings as this love was, so dark is the shadow of its poss- possible loss. As we move into the awareness of the core of our jealousy, we discover ungrounded expectations projections, envy, loss of self-esteem, infantile fears, and insecurities. You have to be aware that one possible message of jealousy is projection. It's trying to tell you that you don't trust somebody. So rather than look at the jealousy, look at why don't I trust that person? It may be that you are suppressing similar feelings about someone else, some third party. In other words, if you're jealous that you think that you may lose your loved one to someone else, it very well may be that you've been thinking about leaving the relationship yourself, a clear projection. You also can find out that if you look at the trust issue, that you actually don't trust yourself. And so you have to ask yourself, why don't I trust myself? A second message of jealousy is that the person that you distrust may be behaving inappropriately, and they may not even know it. This is the time to have a mature and respectful conversation with that person to clarify what your goals are. Share them and find out what would be appropriate behavior for those goals. Be warned that you may not like the answers, but at least you will have clarity and can make appropriate choices. Perhaps the person is considering leaving because your behavior is inappropriate and you need to be more loving and understanding. Another message of jealousy is perhaps you are in competition with somebody for the love and affection of another. You are afraid that you will not get that love and affection because that other person appears to be more lovable and more deserving of what you want. To deal with this, you need to focus on what You do well and not compare yourself to anyone else. When you compare yourself to someone else, then you are actually disempowering yourself. You are telling yourself that you're not as good as that other person. That is what the emotion of jealousy is telling you. So go get counseling. Look at this issue with honesty and clarity. If you are jealous that the object of your desire is paying attention to someone else, you need to really sit and drill down and find out what you are ignoring about yourself. Why does that bother you? If you really love yourself and you really felt good about yourself, you wouldn't care whether that person is talking to someone else. And you will probably find that that person will find you more attractive as well. You know, one of the things that in any relationship you need is honesty, integrity, and trust. If you simply act out on your feelings of jealousy and are violent and accuse the other person unjustifiably of having thoughts of leaving or cheating or uh, lacking integrity, then you are creating the seeds of your own destruction. If you need counseling, go get counseling. It is possible that jealousy is telling you that you don't love yourself. Now later in the show, after our break, which is coming up, I'll be giving you techniques of how to raise your opinion of yourself and get rid of the green-eyed monster. So next segment I'll be talking about envy and the solutions to these Emotions. This is Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you feel like you are alone in a desert? Often we feel alone with no place to turn for help and guidance in our troubles that always seem to be so overwhelming. Stop. Take an hour each week to tune into Stream in the Desert with Dr. Rita Huang. Dr. Rita will share stories of people just like you, intended for you to find some inspiration in their problems and solutions. The most important thing is that you are not alone others have been in the same place. Share some time with us every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific, and on demand on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: Are you experiencing a relationship or a relation slip? Without the carefully measured balance of spirit and ego, it might not be what you want it to be. On Relations Slips with Dr. Bobby Summer and Lori Lynn Mann, we'll explore relationships from two unique ends of the spectrum. In addition, we'll have amazing guests, both experts and celebrities, and we'll hear from you, too. Relations Slips can be heard live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: On the morning of August 5, 1962, the world awoke to the shocking news that Marilyn Monroe, one of the biggest icons in Hollywood history, had been found dead. What really happened that night? Join Nina Bosky as she seeks to uncover both the life and tragic death of Marilyn Monroe and what keeps her so popular over 50 years later. Good Night, Marilyn Radio, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Families today face unique challenges. Marriage, parenting, and family forms have changed a lot in the last century.
0: Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
1: You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's Mr. Media at gmail.com.
2: Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson. And today, we're learning how to master the emotions of envy and jealousy. A tough one, to be sure. Now, in the first segment, we talked about jealousy. And in this segment, I'm going to talk about envy. Envy is the emotion that you feel when you want something that somebody else has. At its core is a mistaken belief that possessing something will make us happy. This is probably the most common cause of suffering humans experience, otherwise known as grasping and desire. Envy can reach malicious or spiteful proportions. Envy usually is evidenced by the use of the words, if only. If only I had that job, that woman, that man, that bank account, that car, that house, that metabolism, that body, or those clothes, then I would be happy. The symptoms of envy include feelings of inferiority, longing, resentment of circumstances, Ill will towards envied persons often accompanied by guilt about these feelings, motivation to improve, desire to possess the attractive rival's qualities, and disapproval of feelings. Envy is one of those emotions that is cyclical in nature in that you feel envy for wanting something somebody else has, and you feel guilty about uh, feeling envy, and then You look at that other person and you imagine that they're happy because they have that object of your desire. And then you feel guilty about it. So it's guilty, envy, guilty, envy. And before you know it, you've dug yourself a deep and dark pit that feels almost impossible to get out of. Buddha spoke about envy as the desires and attributed all of human suffering to what happens when our desires are unfulfilled. If we have an unhealthy belief system about ourselves and our place in the world, we can usually look outside of ourselves and blame those that have what we want, or we can look inside ourselves and blame ourselves for failing to acquire what we want. Either way, it's the blame game. We can do neither and blame no one and nothing and work to see the highest truth in this situation. In relationships, we can either blame the object of our love as being emotionally unavailable or unhealthy, or we can blame ourselves as not being attracted or simply good enough. Or we can do neither and blame no one and nothing and work to see what is in our highest truth. In the New Testament in the Bible, one of the parables in the New Testament is about Jesus' Uh, who's approached by his disciples who complain about the fact that their cloaks have been stolen. And that, in that society, a cloak was like an overcoat. And those cold nights, you really want that overcoat. And Jesus' response was very startling to his disciples. He said that when someone steals their coat, they should give them their shirt as well. And what he was talking about is the same teachings that Buddha came with, who taught that we should not have desires, even the desires for clothing, for this causes suffering. We should not have a desire for looking good. We should not have a desire for revenge. We should not have a desire, a desire to get even with somebody. All of this leads to suffering. This leads us to, well, what do we do about it when we feel it? A great technique for clearing envy or even jealousy is to avoid the thoughts being generated by the emotion and get to the feeling. To do this, sit quietly for a few minutes and slow your breathing. Inhale as far as you can, and then exhale as far as you can. Really stretch your lungs on the inhale and collapse your lungs as far as possible on the exhale. Do this four or five times. Then breathe slowly and steady. The purpose of breathing like this to where it almost feels painful to go as far, inhale as far in as you can and to exhale as far as you can is to create a distraction for your mind so you can detach from the emotion that you're feeling. And that's the key. You have to detach from the feeling you're having in the moment. If you're, when you get attached to a feeling, it's like you're trapped inside the feeling and there's nothing you can do. When the stuff is hitting the fan, unless you can get yourself mentally out of that situation, you're just going to suffer. You're going to go into what we've commonly called as the fight or flight mode, and you're not going to be able to uh, find a solution to your problem. So you have to detach. As you're breathing and you're becoming detached from the emotion of envy or jealousy, try to find where that emotion, that feeling of envy or jealousy is in your body. Envy is more about mental action, wishing you had something else and realizing why you aren't happy. So you find it in the upper areas of your body, in your head, your shoulders, your neck, your chest. So and It's because it's a mental process to identify the object that you want and then wish that you had it, which is commonly a uh, upper-body uh, phenomenon. Jealousy is more emotional because if you're afraid you're going to lose something precious, it triggers your survival issues, and therefore you will find those feelings lower in your body. You will find it in your uh, Solar plexus, in your abdomen, in your legs, even your feet. So look at wh- what these emotions and feelings look at. Imagine what they would look like if you could see them. What shape is it? Is it round, square, rectangular, triangular? What shape is it? What color is it? Does it really have green eyes? How much does it weigh? When you have a good idea of what it looks like, imagine, take, imagine taking it out of your body and putting it into a fire of purple flames. Watch the purple flames consume this feeling until it is ashes. And when you have that image of the jelly and e- jealousy and envy and ashes, come back to your body. And go through your body and see if you still have any of that feeling of envy or jealousy. If you do, go through the process again, putting it into the purple fire until nothing is less and you are calm and find some peace in your situation. Then you can start thinking rationally about what is happening to you. You are detached from the situation and you can think, And you can do things that are constructive to resolve the issue. Another one is desensitization, which is one of the techniques behavior therapists use to treat jealousy. This process uh, includes several steps. Now, if you can't do this process right now, hopefully you're not, having a panic attack or going through a vicious uh, experience of envy or jealousy. But you can always come back to this radio show in the future. And it's archived, and you can listen to this over and over again. Um, after this series, you'll be able to download all of these meditations and exercises to release negative emotions separately. So we'll, we'll take care of you. But going back to the desensitization process, First, make a list of the things that cause you jealousy and rank them according to the amount of jealousy they trigger in you. Then, relax your body. When you are completely relaxed, imagine the different items on your list. Now, start by imagining the item that bothers you the least, or that's on the bottom of your list, the one that triggers the lowest feeling of jealousy or envy in you. When you have that in mind, relax your body. And when you are totally relaxed, let that thought go and go to the next one. And what you will find is, is that this gets progressively harder, but as you relax your body as you're going through this list, you are desensitizing yourself to the angst and the pain and the suffering of these emotions. So if it ever happens, you can respond in an intelligent and caring and compassionate way. Now, one of the things that I talk a lot about is the nature of service. Because service is a way that we can deal with any negative emotion. So if you're feeling envious or jealous, sit down for a minute and imagine some things that you can do to help another person. You have to again, this is a technique to get out of your mind to detach from the emotion and to start thinking of positive things that give you a sense of fulfillment and accomplishment and joy. So if you're if you're in this situation where you're feeling envy or jealousy, Stop yourself, sit down, pull out the pencil and paper, and make a list of all the things that you can do to serve humanity. It is our divine nature that is generous, charitable, and wants to serve others. It is our primitive consciousness, our survival consciousness, that wants to hold on to something. Because we don't understand, like a child, that... If we lose something, it won't make any difference in our life. If we see something, someone with something we want, don't want the object, be happy for the person that has it. If we don't have something that we want, it's simply not the right time. Usually, if we're feeling envious or jealous about something over and over again, we're actually putting out vibrations to the universe that will block anybody wanting to help us. Because if you've ever seen anybody who's in a bad mood or feeling badly because they're struggling with one of these emotions, their body language, their words, their breathing, their appearance will all give subliminal signals that they are not happy people. And most people aren't interested in helping people that are suffering at least not to get what they want. They would be more than compassionate and more than willing to help that person find the source of their problem, but they're not going to go out and buy them a Mercedes if that's what they want. So we have to find whatever means we can find to shift our focus from the object to us. And if we can shake and shift our focus from the object of our desire to how do we feel good about ourselves, then we are going to experience more joy, more happiness, which will lead to more positive things happening in our life. If we are generous, charitable, and of service, you'll be very surprised at what happens. When we share That's a projection of positive energy, like being charitable or being of service. And what happens is is that we're projecting these feelings of positive energy out into the world, and it will attract similar energy. Now, the next suggestion is what I call looking at the situation by coming at it sideways. By that, I mean, don't focus on the object of your desire or the fear it provokes. Instead, ask yourself questions like what's true about this situation? In other words, if you're envious that a coworker is getting better assignments or getting better pay, then what's true about that? Perhaps there's something that you're doing that's causing you to lag behind. If you are looking at the situation, you need to understand that everything out there is a reflection of what's going on in you. So if you're thinking that somebody else has something that you want, what actually is happening is that this emotion is telling you that there's something inside of yourself that you're not giving yourself. Perhaps you're not performing as well as you could. Perhaps you're in the wrong job. Perhaps you are making inappropriate comments because you're envious of that person. So if you come up with an uh, answer to this question, what's true about this? It may be that you'll find that perhaps your behavior can improve. Then you ask yourself, what else is true? Well, maybe you've never had a discussion with this person that you're envious of. Or maybe you've never had an honest discussion with your spouse who you're afraid is going to leave you. And it may be that they don't even know that you're suffering because they're in their own little world doing the best they can and you're sitting over there being a strong, silent type and just suffering uh, and there's no um, solution to that until you understand that you need to go talk to that person. And then you can say, and what else? And you can keep playing this uh, get this question and answer until you get to the root of the of the envy or the jealousy. Now, when you get here's here's the meditation for you, which you can do right now. If you identify what your core issue is about your feelings. If you see somebody that has more than you, you perceive to have more than you, and you are envious of that person, make a list of the things that are appreciate, or that you appreciate about this person. Same thing. If there's somebody that you're jealous of or you're afraid is going to take something from you, make a list of the things that you appreciate about that person then imagine them in a sphere of golden light and how you would feel if someone was feeling this way about you. And just sit with that. In that watching that person in the sphere of golden light and forgive them. Because you know that you don't own anything. And you know that you don't need anything to be happy. When you forgive that person in the golden sphere, you're really forgiving yourself. Which is the key here. And as you forgive yourself, you will be able to let go of this Emotion now, another technique that you can go through is gratitude. You now we'll be doing a show on gratitude uh, shortly, but the thing is is that there's so many things that we take for granted in this country that I know people in third world countries would do anything to be able to enjoy water, food, clothing, uh, goodwill shelters, homeless shelters. there's so many things that we have that so many people on this planet uh, don't have. So when you're feeling envious, you're not having that you're not getting that convertible Mercedes that you want. you don't have that beautiful boyfriend or that beautiful girlfriend that you want. Now's the time to do some work. You have to sit down and make a list of all the things that you are grateful for. And whenever you find yourself experiencing envy, go to that list and add to it. Find other things that you're grateful for. And you will find that you will uh, let go slowly, slowly the reasons for your envy. Another technique is to think about what is the kindest thing that I can do in this situation. The kindest thing usually is to have compassion and wish everyone to be happy. I know that's really hard when you're going through uh, the motions of jealousy and envy because you feel like you've lost something and you're probably feeling like you're going to die. But the thing is is you have to go from the survival Uh, portion of your brain to the higher portion of your brain. And the way that you do that is to think of compassion and kindness. When you open your hearts to the situation, our hearts will find a way. This is the true power of compassion. For example, when I was practicing law and involved in representing someone in a divorce, I often had to counsel my client who's, spouse had left them for someone else. Many times I helped them find peace about that by asking them to consider what would happen to them and their children if they fought and fought and fought for years to make their spouse suffer. Then I asked them to consider what would happen if they let go of their suffering and everyone could be friends. When they could focus on the compassion of the second statement, that is, What would happen if they let go of their suffering and everyone could be friends? It was amazing how the two people could find a solution and a quick resolution for the conflict. However, the people that wanted the other person to suffer usually had a lengthy and very contentious court battle, and they lost even more because they had to pay me a big fee. Now, as we come to a close, uh, there are some things that you should focus on. One is to become desirelessness, and that is desireless. Be happy with what you have, and don't yearn for something else. I've been working over the last year for give away most of what I possess. There wasn't a lot left after my experience with a spiritual guru, but I made sure that I got rid of everything that I didn't need that somebody else could use. And I found out that that brought me to a very calm and peaceful place. Many times if we simply look in the mirror every morning when we get up and say to ourselves, I am enough. I am enough. I am happy. I am happy. I am going to have a great day. That will be enough to get you going out the door and in a happy mood. Now, there are a number of practitioners of modalities which are very effective in dealing with envy or jealousy if it's becoming a problem for you. And if it's, especially if it's damaging your relationships, your job, your your children, any time that you bring that kind of an intense emotion into a relationship, it's going to cause problems. Now, we've done shows on the following techniques that uh, you can go back to and use the uh, sample or the examples that uh, they propose to help heal your pain. There's breathing techniques, EFT, emotional freedom technique, EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, the Havening techniques, meditation, professional psychological therapy, alternative healing, empowerment work, NLP, neuro linguistic programming. Exercise, which works wonders if you're in a really bad mood because you cannot be mad if you're gasping for breath. Yoga and laughter. You can listen to any of those shows on a replay and find a practitioner healing modality to help you with the underlying emotions. I would like to thank everyone, our listeners, and I want to say thank you for the great work you're doing to eliminate negative emotions and working towards being more happy and peaceful. So this is Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson, and we'll be back next time with uh, more on how to master your emotions.